0: Morning, church. Hope you're having a a good morning. It's a nice winter day out this morning. This morning, we're going to talk about anticipation. And this is the time of year where, as the holiday season starts, um, we look forward to the upcoming events in the next month or so. And so, we're anticipating certain activities and certain events that are that are coming soon, and, uh, and that are exciting. Uh, and one of the things that we do when we are looking towards Christmas especially, is that we look to get gifts for other people. We want to, uh, we think about the people that are in our family and our, our friends, the people that, that we love and care about, and we want to get them something for Christmas, as the tradition at, at Christmas. Uh, and one of the events leading up to it that's happening next week is, or this coming week, this Friday, is called Black Friday. And now that Black Friday has morphed into more than just Friday, uh, it's become a whole weekend. And even now, if you go and look for uh, certain sales on at, at even stores or online, you'll already find uh, Black Friday sales, even though it's Sunday. Uh, but Black Friday has become an event leading up to the holiday season uh, that, that people look forward to and anticipate that this is a time where they can find good deals to get gifts for the people they want to get gifts for. And so a few stats on Black Friday here. About 71% of Canadians will participate in, in Black Friday. Uh, how many of you plan on doing that? Plan on shopping this coming weekend. Probably quite a few of you if you find the deal that you were looking for. Probably close to 70%, even though 70% won't raise their hands. <laughs> the average Canadian on, on that day or that weekend is spending about $640 that, that they have found. Uh, and that's not, you know, per gift or nothing. That's the total thing that they'll spend on, on everything on that weekend. And a lot of the popular items, there's clothes, electronics, shoes, uh, home appliances, children products, books, sports, accessories, and even underwear is a big popular item on Black Friday. So there are some of these, these things that, uh, that people are looking to get, and a lot of the shopping is done for the Christmas season. So this is an event leading up, kind of kicking off the, the holiday shopping time. And a lot of people will, will now then, then look forward to that to find the deal that they're looking for. They have an idea of their, maybe their kids have made Christmas lists or they're, they're looking for something in particular and they're waiting for that to go on sale and this is the weekend when that traditionally happens. So this is something that people get excited about because they're excited for Christmas, thus they're excited to get ready for Christmas and they look forward to things. So what do we get excited about? Some of you may get excited for Black Friday, some of you may not. But I'm sure there's some things that you get excited about. It may be Christmas. It may be birthdays or anniversaries, uh, parties or family events. Maybe you're looking forward to summer, even though winter's barely started. You may be already anticipating summer. But maybe you're looking forward to winter, too. Winter's a good time of the year. And people anticipate winter as well. Uh, There's lots of things that we that we look forward to. Uh, if we look even specifically at today, maybe you're looking at the hoping, anticipating, that the Bombers will win the Grey Cup today. So we, we get excited about certain events in our lives. We get excited about certain things that are coming up. And we we react in, in certain ways to that. These are, are more short-term events that we look forward to. And so when we're looking At shorter-term events, what do we do when we anticipate an event? When something's coming up that we're really looking forward to, how do we respond to it? How do we react to it? Do we plan? Some people are real planners. And I know some, some here will plan out every little detail of the event that's coming up. If you're having, you know, family Christmas or whatever it might be, you might plan every detail to every meal that is served, every uh, where, where, how many people are coming, where they're coming from, how long it'll take them, everything is planned to the detail. If you're having a family vacation, you may plan everything about it, where every stop you, every gas station you're going to stop at, every hotel you'll go to, every, everything is planned, and some people are, are very good at that, and they, they enjoy doing that. Uh, as a kid, when we had family Christmas, Taylor family Christmas, grandma would have everything planned out. She would have a list of things, of of where people were gonna sit for family for Christmas dinner. Um, who was gonna help with, with the dishes? She would have dish crews. And who was gonna sleep in what rooms? And everything was, was organized and everything was planned. So some people are planners, some people are very impatient when things are getting close. We sometimes traditionally think of, of kids as the ones that are impatient when Christmas is getting close. And you put up your Christmas tree and they see all the decorations around and they know Christmas is coming soon and they just can't wait. Uh, but I think adults do this too. That we look forward to things and we just can't wait. We just want it to happen now. And we get very impatient when anticipating certain things. We might get anxious. that an event's coming up and, oh, i got so much work to do. I have to do all these things and I have to plan this and this and this have to go here and there. What about the weather? What about all these things? And so we can get anxious as well when we are looking and, and anticipating certain events. So those are, are shorter term events. And we react to shorter term events a little bit differently than we sometimes react to an event in, that's going to happen sometime in the future or an event that you hope will happen sometime in the future. So something like retirement. Uh, for some, you're, you're there. For others, it may be decades into the future. Maybe having children or having grandchildren. You anticipate having that. Uh, or your children's or grandchildren's graduations or their weddings. Uh, events that, that will happen at some point that you hope you're going to be able to, to be there for and to be able to see. Maybe even, as we saw and talked about the Bombers, maybe even the Jet Stanley Cup win. Maybe someday it'll happen. And you're anticipating when that day comes, maybe it'll happen. You hope it'll happen at some time in the future, but it may be a ways off. So you're, you're not sure when it's going to happen. You, you really hope it will, but you can't really react the same way as Christmas is coming in a month. So, when an event is coming sometime in the future, but we're not sure when, how do we react to those events? It's gonna, it may be a little bit different than we react to an event that's coming really soon. There may be less planning. That we don't, if we're thinking about our, there's probably not very many that think of their grandchild's wedding day and start planning now for it. Of what they're going to eat and where they're going to sit. We're probably not at that stage. We're a little bit less planning. You may do some certain things like retirement. You may think, well, I should plan a little bit for that. I should start investing in things or saving for things. I know it's, you know, hopefully it'll come at some, some point and I'll plan for it. But many will just procrastinate on it and say, well, it's way off in the future. It's decades away. I don't really need to plan for it yet. I know that it'll probably happen, but I, I won't. And even sometimes we do that even with little shorter term events. We know every year that winter is going to come. We know every year it happens here. But yet we wait and we wait. Some of us wait till we get all our summer stuff put away. Or we find our snow shovel or our snow brush for our car. And by the time the first big snowstorm comes, and we have no idea where any of this stuff is. So we procrastinate because it's way ahead. We don't have to worry about it. And some may just ignore it for as long as you possibly can. That even it may be way ahead, so there's no sense in me worrying about it now. There's no sense in me planning for it now. I'll just wait until it gets a little bit closer and then I'll start. So here's how we react to a shorter term event like planning for Christmas. Or a longer-term event, like retirement. we react to things in, in certain ways that we want, that, that, that we're comfortable with, and we think about things more frequently if they're coming soon, than maybe if they're coming in long term. So all of this is leading up to this question for this morning: Are we anticipating the return of Christ? Do We think about it Are we planning for it Are we excited for it and can people tell if we're excited about it The return of Christ is something that we know is going to happen something that we're told about in Scripture But something that we don't know It's you know sometime in the future So, do we think about it? Is it something on our minds as Christians that this this event is going to happen? And then do we plan for it, and, and are we excited for it? This is going to be an amazing event. Are we excited about this event happening? So, when we think about the return of Christ, it brings up two main questions. The when and the how. And so we look into scripture to look at this. And first, we'll look at the when. Really, we don't know the when. Uh, Mark chapter 13, verse 32 says, But of that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, not the Son, but, but the Father alone. So we don't know. Only God knows. It does. T- Paul, writing to the church in Thessalonica, does give a little bit of an insight into what we, uh, what we can expect as talking about it as a thief in the night. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 2, he says, For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. So, Paul gives us a little bit of, of, of an insight here into that it's going to happen at a time when we probably don't expect it's going to happen. A time where it's just going to happen. We're not all going to be together knowing that it's going to happen, and we're all praying and worshiping and saying, okay, in five minutes it's going to happen. Paul says it's going to happen like a thief in the night. It's going to happen just out of the blue, just all of a sudden— It happens. So the when is is really unknowable. So it brings up the how. Paul, still writing to the church in Thessalonica there, as our reading was this morning in in chapter 4, talks about, gives us an insight into this and gives us um, an image that we can see. So we want to read this again in in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about all those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as the rest of us who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring him with those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So here Paul gives a couple of images for us. To understand this event first he says that he will descend from heaven with a shout Descend from heaven with a shout this is not going to be a quiet event if you want to know what a shout is I'm sure Finn will give you a good example of one. He knows how to do it It's not a a quiet thing. It's a shout Secondly, he says, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. Now, we're not sure what the voice of an archangel sounds like, but I'm sure it'd be pretty impressive. And the trumpet of God, it's not this quiet little event that you might sleep through like a thunderstorm. It's not something that you're just going to miss. It's going to be loud, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be noticeable. Paul gives us these uh, examples so that we can understand that this is going to be a really amazing event. So how do we react to this? We don't know the when. We understand a bit of the how. So how do we react to it? Well, first off is that we need to be ready. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, both to the will and to work for his good pleasure. He talks about work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This is a bit of a warning uh, to us, but... uh, an encouragement as well that we can that we as we work out our salvation and we kind of think of salvation as something that we've already done that oh we we obeyed and we repented and we were baptized and now and that was that was salvation and now we live the rest of our lives but we work out our salvation throughout our lives and we work that with fear and trembling That this is how we react as as Christians leading up to this event. So, the second is expect it. Like I said, this is going to happen. Some long term plans in the future we hope will happen, but we're not sure it's going to happen. This we know is going to happen at some point. It is going to happen, so we should live our lives like it is going to happen. And to be confident, have the confidence as Christians that this event is real, that this event will happen and it will change everything. And be content in life, knowing that there is a next life. Knowing that when Jesus returns, that everything changes. First Timothy chapter 6 talks about contentment. But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we can take nothing out of it either. We can be content in our lives, knowing that we are secure as we work out our salvation. We can be confident, knowing that this event is going to happen at some point. That Jesus will return. So we anticipate. We anticipate, or hopefully we anticipate, this event. So let's do that. Let's anticipate the return of Christ. Do we, do we think about it much? We probably don't think about it on a daily basis as we think about our uh, things that are, are coming up soon. We may think of it when we hear a sermon about it or we hear a Bible study about it. We think about it for a little while but do we really feel like we anticipate this event, that we really look forward to the return of Christ? So let's be ready. As Paul there said, we, we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We need to be ready for if this event comes, or when this event comes, sorry, if it comes sooner if it comes now, then we need to make sure we're ready for it. This life is our time to be ready. We're not going to be given a second chance later on. We need to be ready in this life. And let's be excited. This, this we you know, we get an insight into there about trumpets and shouts. Uh, But it's hard for us to kind of imagine what it's going to be like what it's going to feel like what 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 we're going to really go through on that day But as Christians We know whatever happens whatever we go through is going to be exciting That this This event will be remarkable This event will be exciting. So let's be excited for it. We get excited For Christmas, we get excited for our our vacations. Let's get excited about this as well. And as we are excited about this, and as we wait for it, that we live godly lives. We may, a a part of us may hope that that Christ returns now. And so, and it'll be great if, if he did. And it'll be great when he returns. But because we don't know, we still have our lives to live. And we're not told to just sit here and wait for this. God wants us to be active in our lives as we wait for this event. He wants us to live godly lives. He wants us to spread the word of God. we need to make sure that we are doing that, that we are living a godly life, that, as we, as, that we are ready and we are excited for the return of Christ. These four things that we, well, we anticipate and we'd be ready and we'd be excited uh, I think I, I want to challenge you with these to think about this maybe more often than we do. That as Christians we can get bogged down with the the life of a Christian, which can be difficult. And we sometimes look we, we can look forward to the end as in the end of our lives. That I'll work hard until the end of our lives, and we should. But we should also be working hard for this. We always think the end is death. But that's not the end. And even this isn't the end. This is just the end of this. And then it goes on to eternity. But I challenge us as Christians to anticipate the return of Christ. To really look forward to it. To think about it and what that means for you. And how you react then to that. If you're a planner, plan. There's so many things in our lives we get excited about. And that's great. We should get excited for for Christmas. We should get excited for family events. We should get excited for birthdays. Those are great things that God's blessed us with here in our lives. We should get excited about it. But this is different. This isn't Christmas. This isn't a birthday. This is the return of Christ. The Christians in the first century anticipated Christ's return immediately as they were expecting Christ to return within their lifetime. And every day, they would anticipate maybe today's the day that Christ will return. Today's the day. Today's the day. Now, as time went on, Christians realized that maybe that wasn't going to happen in their lifetime, that it might take some time, because we don't know the time. And so we have instructions given from them, given from God, for us, in God's Word. But just because it's been nearly 2,000 years, doesn't mean that it's going to be another, even though it might. We should be just as excited for the return of Christ and anticipate the return of Christ just as much as those first century Christians that saw Christ and heard from him that he was coming back. That we should be excited when we read it in God's word that he's coming back and be anticipating it and being ready for it and being excited. So I leave you with those things this morning. As we think about the return of Christ, as we think about things we're anticipating events, let's be excited for it. And most importantly, let's be ready for it. Thank you.